0: Hi everyone, I'm Tim Gehrig, and welcome back to our Genius episodes. You know, I have a life coach, and he says entrepreneurs start companies because they're visionaries, and I want you to meet one. Lee Fatsinger is the founder of Turban Labs, and Turban Labs is something that he's created in just a few short years that's made his vision a reality. Hi, Lee, welcome.
1: Hey, Tim. Thanks so much. Really, a uh, pleasure to, to be talking with you today.
0: You know, you took an idea that now provides business intelligence to brands like Verizon, Lenovo, Motorola, a whole bunch more. Yep. Tell us what you've created with this company.
1: Well, <clears throat> um, we really needed to, we felt like there was a need to rethink how decision makers and executives. Uh, seek and use and share information that's important to their uh, businesses, their industries, the regulatory environment, their competitors, and, and all of that. If you think about what a simple statement that is, that I need information to make decisions, uh, it, it really sounds oversimplified, right? But actually, uh, over time, and especially because of the explosion of the amount of news media and social channels and forums and blogs and all the stuff that's out there, getting information that senior level decision makers need to make decisions is actually really, really hard and really inconvenient. And so our job was just, let's figure out a way to take all this external information, and put it in a format that executives that can actually use to make decisions quickly, feel good about them, move on to the next thing that's important to them. That's our business.
0: That's awesome. Give us uh, give us an, ex- an example of, of, of how, y-
1: one of us would put that to work. Sure. So imagine if you're a CFO of a publicly traded company, right? And you have an earnings report that comes out every single quarter. And generally you want to have that earnings report, deliver the facts about your financial performance. But during the delivery of that earnings report, generally you and the CEO and, and some other members of the executive team have a call with investors and and with analysts to explain uh, a particular earnings report, and you want that uh, message to be as positive as possible in light of the numbers you have to deliver. So, for example, uh, most of the publicly traded company customers that we have, the CFO or the someone on the CFO's team, the night before that earnings call will say, "What?" Or they'll ask a question of our platform, and we use natural language, so you don't have to understand like complex queries, things like that. You just ask a question. The question will generally be something along the lines of, tell me what the financial press and uh, analyst influencers are whispering about my earnings results that are coming out tomorrow. And so in three hours after asking that question, you'll receive a briefing, an executive briefing that gives you the impact and the breadth of that conversation that's taking place about your your brand as it relates to the to the earnings call, so that's the first step in an earnings report. You'll you'll have this information, and CFOs and CEOs use this to tune their presentations and the speeches that they're going to be giving while they're delivering their earnings. So that's a that's a really typical sort of I need information about what is happening out there so that I can fine tune my presentation. Uh, in light of my my earnings call. Very typical uh, use
0: case. Where on earth did you come up with this idea? How'd that happen?
1: Well, uh, this is where the story gets really funny, Tim. I was standing, I will never be able to say that Turbine Labs was a company that I found in my garage. uh, Because I actually found it in my driveway. (laughs) So, uh, I was standing in my driveway after picking my son up from school. And a former customer and friend of mine called me up and he said, uh, and I, I was in between companies at, at the time. And so I was busy just taking my kid back and forth to school and enjoying a little bit of time off. And he said, what are you doing? I just started working for this a big company and we have, a, we have a problem. And I said, well, you know, uh, friend, I'm, I'm really trying to do nothing. In fact, I just got back from taking my kid uh, from school. And he said, well, listen, uh, I just became uh, a senior member of a corporate comms team, and it's got about 80 people, and every single person on this team uses some tool or service to get information about regulatory issues, product launches, labor you know, stuff, and when this information gets up to the executive team, none of it looks like it's cohesive or it's put together. Would you just come out to our office and do interviews and, and help us figure out how to make this a little bit more cohesive? And that was really the start of My Labs. If somebody came to me with a problem, made the assumption that I had some industry expertise and said, we need to figure out how to get all this fragmented, noisy, disparate information into a more cohesive, synthesized format. That was the, That was the ask. There was no company before that. That's just what the ask was, and Turbine Labs was really formed out of that.
0: Wonderful, so now you've taken that and you have tons of data, Yeah. right? Like publications all over the world, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, so the, the critical piece in trying to make something synthesized is that you have to have access to lots of data. And we're not focused on internal supply chain data or financial data. There's lots of other companies that do business intelligence for internal data really, really well. But one of the interesting things about our approach to this is that external data, so all those news articles, social media posts, forums and blogs, publicly traded information, you know, financial data, legal data, is out there in the open, but it's really, really challenging to get it because it all has different formats. It's all, uh, it's, um, it's unstructured, if you will. So we have, uh, uh, license and contracts, uh, license agreements and contracts with companies like Twitter, where we ingest the entire Twitter fire hose of 550 million tweets a day. Um, We have access to news uh, publications, forum data, social media blogs uh, from literally hundreds of thousands of publications in multiple languages around the world. And then what we've seen over the last 10 years is that a lot of media companies are going to paywalls uh, so that they can survive financially. So it makes it harder for us to ingest data if it's behind a paywall. So we've gone to the publishers. And we've said, hey, listen, we've got a really unique, influential audience that it values high-quality journalism, but they have trouble finding uh, that information too. So we have uh, uh, contracts with companies like Dow Jones, uh, The Economist, Bloomberg, uh, and uh, almost 6,000 paywalled or premium publications, we bring in the full text so we can analyze it the same way we would a blog or a social media post, and then that becomes sort of the basis of synthesizing this information down into something that an executive can actually use.
0: It's so impressive, but then you have all that data and you've got this great universe, but you're using machine learning and AI. That's can right. you talk about, You know, I think a lot of people wonder how can AI work for me? How did you make that work for you?
1: Yeah. So machine learning and AI are simply tools. And we were doing a lot of this work in our early years. As you've mentioned, we started about six, seven years ago. We were doing all this reading by hand. And as it turns out, we had our analysts and journalists in Denver, Colorado reading this content and then scoring and classifying it in a number of different attributes. What we didn't know at the time was that we were actually training data that could be uh, used by uh, AI, uh, which is actually natural language processing is what we use. And so we came uh, into becoming an engineering uh, and technology company with a massive amount of training data, and we were basically able to tell the machine, hey, We want you to read all this data that's been scored and classified from the perspective of a human reader. And the only way we would have been able to do that is if we'd scored and classified all this stuff manually over years. And so uh, the fact that we now have uh, AI and and NLP enables us to process massive amounts of data in a very, very short time. In fact, our platform reads about 54,000 times faster than the average human. Wow. Our platform can consume war and peace in about 6.7 seconds and do all the classifications and things like that out of that body of text to tell you what's relevant. Now, most CFOs or product managers or salespeople aren't asking for us to classify war and peace, but they are asking us to classify, for example, what is the brand, what is our brand impact as it relates to COVID-19 or racial unrest or protests in this country? So there's a huge amount of information about these very important topics right now, and brands are having a tricky time figuring out where they fit, how they're being perceived, and that's the kind of analysis that we're doing now with this AI and NLP. And, and, and
0: Amazing. So you mentioned COVID. Mm-hmm. Some businesses are cratering during COVID. Other businesses are doing well. How's your business been doing since the pandemic?
1: Uh, it's great question. We're, you know, I'm going to knock on wood right now, Tim, because we've been extraordinarily fortunate in the fact that all of our customers have stayed with us through the pandemic. None of our customers have uh, reduced their spending. And in fact, uh, our business is, is, is growing substantially in this. And it's hard to say because there's a lot of other businesses out there that are, um, if you're at a restaurant right now, or, or if you have a retail location in Seattle, right, uh, so. yeah, thing, things look a little, a little bit different. But where I think we have a responsibility is in being the kind of service that executive teams and decision makers rely on because most executives and decision makers have been really caught off guard by the volume of information and knowing where to go and what to trust uh, to make decisions that are critical to their business. And the fact that you have absolutely really no time to make critical decisions anymore. So I believe that's why our business is is currently thriving uh, in this environment, but we also don't take uh, the responsibility lightly. In fact, it's created an even uh, greater sense of responsibility that our job is to deliver accurate, unbiased, objective uh, intelligence to our customers.
0: It's so cool. You know, um, here you are. You mentioned it's been about six years since you started the company. Where are you thinking about taking the company next? What's the future hold for Turbine Labs?
1: I, I think that the market needs players, whether it's Turbine Labs or new entrants or companies that adapt or pivot that really change the paradigm of how executives get and use and share information. And again, it sounds like a very, very simple thing. <clears throat> but if you look at the price of making a bad decision and the, right, the cost of, of, of making mistakes is, is higher than it's ever been because it's so easy for the world to amplify bad news everyone's a production company everyone has broadcast quality you know uh collection and distribution devices in their pocket right now and they're out there by the hundreds of millions so if something bad happens to your brand it can be seconds before everyone in the world knows about it and that's something that Humans, let alone executives and politicians, policymakers are still getting used to the fact that, you know, it can you can have this much amplification in such a short period of time. And so we think that there is the opportunity to really shift the paradigm of how executives receive continuous intelligence, but without overloading their schedules. Right. No one has the time. You're you're an entrepreneur, an executive. We don't have time to be uh, uh, cognizant of every single thing that's happening out there. Right. So what you need is continuous intelligence, but that is very, very focused on the topics that you need to make decisions around. And so that's the that's the play that we're making is that uh, executives and, and policymakers need to be aware that this kind of a service is out there and that there will hopefully be more and that they use it So that they make better decisions and minimize the mistakes and minimize the impact of the mistakes and maximize the benefits of having good information delivered continuously.
0: So for the folks that are watching this, um, how can they find out more about Turbine Labs? I would imagine you're still taking more customers and happy to talk to folks. How do we do that?
1: Yeah, so you can go to TurbineLabs.com uh we're also on twitter at turbine labs and those are the two best places to start off turbinelabs.com and 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 twitter and, and facebook but um no listen you know we're happy to have uh conversations with people right now because the pandemic and all of the events that have happened over the course of the last four months if you think about new year's day tim and everyone was doing their planning for what was, uh, you know, going to be a new decade coming off of, you know, arguably the greatest economic expansion from 2008 to 2020. And in just two short months, three short months, everyone's plans went out the door. Everyone's plans. There's not a company that's not, uh, you know, uh, not impacted by what's happened uh, both in the pandemic and the economic fallout, and what we've seen with George Floyd and, and, and Breonna Taylor and all the aftermath from that. So we're seeing massive change in a very short period of time. And that's catching a lot of executives off guard where they're saying, what is the best way for us to view getting and using intelligence, uh, not only to thrive, but even to survive? And so we're happy to have conversations around what's the best practice? What can you do, you know, internally uh, to to adapt to this uh, amount of change? Whether or not somebody becomes a customer, uh, I'm happy to have that conversation with them.
0: Lee Fatsinger, founder of Turbine Labs. You can check out what he's created at TurbineLabs.com. It's super impressive, Lee. Thank you so much.
1: Tim, thanks so much. It's always great to talk to you.
0: Have a great day.
1: You too.